I've spent time in the Amazon and on more than one occasion, you know, you will go into some remote group and the people gather around and they're very curious and they want to touch your skin and your instruments and your tents and things, but always at the edge of this chattering happy group of people is a guy looking on who isn't pushing his way forward and who doesn't care about Gore-Tex. And, uh, and this is the shaman. And he is essentially an alienated intellectual. And he observes the, the behavior of his culture from a higher point of view. And in fact, if you know anything about shamanism, you know that worldwide it explores motifs of levels, transition, ladders are climbed, sacred trees are climbed, magical flights to distant realms are accomplished. The shaman can shift levels. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Lifsey, and today on the podcast, I have the talented and highly intellectual Robbie Marks. Robbie, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm good. Where are you? Uh, I am in my living room taking a break. I've nice. basically been drawing. I jumped out of bed and immediate I started a fire and sat down with a pencil and I'm working on two jobs right now so what state are you in again New Hampshire New Hampshire yeah so up Never north been there we just had uh two nights ago I guess we had uh temperatures on Mount Washington that were below it's like uh, they said it was comparable to the temperature of Mars it was, uh, yeah, 146 de- below zero wind chill, man. 146? Six degrees below zero wind chill. Yeah, that's like 30 minutes from my house, man. We, uh, and it got down, I mean, here we got down to about uh, 19 below. You know, it was chilly. So. Yeah, I've never been to New Hampshire. There's a great song by Sonic Youth called New Hampshire. Yep, yep. There's actually, uh, on one of the turns on the ride into town, um, there's like a turn sign, and somebody wrote on top and the bottom of it, Sonic Youth. <laughs> nice. I love Sonic Youth. I don't like all their music, but the yeah. 50 songs that I like by them, I lo- it's like Iggy and the Stooges. It's like, I don't yeah. like all his music, but the 40, there's 50 C- songs by him, I love. Yeah, and it's interesting being an artist, you know how you'll go through and you'll pick apart like another artist's career and you'd be like this is the peak and it's like you know and then you think about yourself and you're like am i peaking have i peaked like what's going on here it's like but it's just best not to think about that you know just to just to keep going and keep making and keep doing and you know it's it's funny because I was thinking about that the other day. I was like thinking, like my friend was like, he's like, man, remember, eighteen, nineteen years ago, that was the fucking prime of our life. And I look back and I was like, okay, well, I was tattooing in Sherman Oaks, California, yeah. like single, meeting all these chicks. You know, I was partying. I've always been pretty physically active and I was like that was a really good time but then I had like went back and I thought about okay well 
seven years later when I was by myself and I had my own private studio and I was doing it even better. I was like, oh, I was way better at tattooing, meeting more chicks, had way more clients. And then uh, I thought about, oh, well, what about five years after that when I was living in Hawaii and doing organic farming? And and I'm just like, and then now, like, here we go. You know, or or then I lived in Washington and had a tattoo shop there and was crushing it or – and then now it's like I'm sing and you know single and on the road and traveling's a lonely man's game, uh, but uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I like man, have I peaked yet or? Mm. Well, it's the same thing, man. Like back in the days when I was DJing in the clubs, you know, and then uh, I started traveling and DJ. I was DJing from like Atlanta to Vegas, man. Oh yeah, all points in between. And then you know that kind of went by, and then I was on like doing tour life and selling art, and you know, and then I met my wife and had a kid, and I raised. You know, she's she's going to be twenty this year, and uh, now that she's moved out. And I'm in this whole new phase where I have like this very centering, focused like life where I'm like, you know, being highly creative. And um, it's, it's, man, like that's the thing. It's, uh, you always, I think, have to continually make where you are in your life the good old days that will be. It's got to be that moment at that time. How old are you now? I'm 51 this year. Well, I'll be 52 this year. I'll be 52 in November. Okay, you got me beat by by about four and a half years. Yeah, yeah, I just turned forty seven. Yep. But I'm going down swinging, bro. It ain't. It's age is not going to take me down easy. Like yesterday, I was at the freaking gym for. I'm like doing the gym ninety minutes to two hours every Mm. time I go. Yeah, I'm lucky if I can get on the treadmill for thirty forty minutes, man. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I have one in the basement, and I try to hit it, like, you know, five days a week when my wife's not here. You, you're then, running or just walking for? Uh, Like, intensive walking. Okay, that's uh, that's good, man. You're just more cardio than anything. I mean, and that's the thing, man. You figure being an artist and, and going out and driving around the country on the road, you know, um, you're constantly sitting, man. Yes, and, and I just you know the sitting is going to be the death of me, man. It's uh, I hate to say that, and I hate to even project that, but it's like it's like man, when it's like I, like I said, I, I've been sitting for you know like three and a half four hours this morning already drawing. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to go back and sit, and I'm sitting while we're doing this. I'm going to go back and sit down and draw some more. It's like you know, it's uh, getting on that treadmill, man, getting the blood circulating and. That's the other thing, man, is I'm missing the sunshine. I'm totally missing the sunshine. So I found out after about living for four years in Washington, which is, mm. I say 70% of the year it's gray and or rainy. Oh, yeah. um, I lived in uh, Kirkland for about three and a half years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was on the Olympic Peninsula and Port Angeles and Squim. Squim yeah. was sunnier than Port Angeles. I think yeah. it's like only rainy like sixty yeah. percent of the year there. But um, I uh, I found out real quick I was solar powered, and um, it was it was rainy the last you know month 
that I was, you know, out here between Southern California and Arizona and the last few days the sun has been out and I've been going outside and I've been doing like two and three mile walks. Yeah. I got a I got a new pair of boots, so I've been like walking yeah. in these boots like two yes. miles, three miles at a time, yep. breaking them yep. in. They're already getting more comfortable. Yes. Um but yeah, the sun, man, it really uh like so i don't really do any you know intoxicants anymore every once in a while i might do a hallucinogen or something or uh but uh that's for like spiritual reasons or whatever because i don't really even enjoy hallucinogens that much these days but uh the sun literally gets me high dude oh yeah yeah definitely and I don't know, you know, you have the whole idea of like uh, the sun gazing, and I don't know if you've ever done that. Yeah. But I'll do that when the sun is setting a lot. Yeah. I'm not generally. I'm not up when the sun is coming up, um, but I'll stand out and I'll look, you know, slightly um, above or below, usually below the sun, and kind of just let the rays enter into my eyes, and I'll just stand, you know, sometimes for ten. 10, 12 minutes, you know, just kind of letting the sun get in me, man. And you can, you can feel the difference, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What's crazy is your, your Instagram profile picture is so different than seeing you in person. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to Jerry Garcia right now. almost. (laughs) It's well, man, you know, and my wife, she's like, uh, I don't know. I guess it was when the pandemic started, you know? Um, I used to get my hair cut every year at Electric Forest because they have a whole barber shop there and you kind of go in and, you know, you're just hanging out and, um, and you know, they have like, you pick your cut or whatever. And, um, when we didn't, when the lockdowns happened, man, I was like, uh, cause there was a number, I would say probably about four to five years when my daughter was born, like before and during my daughter's early youth that I had, you know, dreads. And basically, so I had this whole mentality of, you know, not cutting your hair, not, you know, like the, just kind of like, almost like, you know, the Native Americans almost see their hair Keep as the like antenna, the antenna, like the etheric antenna, you know, that yeah. kind of um, lets you feel more kind of in, in touch with the cosmos. And so, you know, basically from the lockdown to now, I haven't cut my hair. Um, and, and my wife, I like it. I like it too. Um, You're like, you're like the hermit card. I it's man. And I've basically been all held up in this house for the past three. Well, I did go out on the road last summer for about a month and a half. And, uh, you know, I'm planning a big trip this summer. How far away is Tennessee from New Hampshire? Um, I could get to Tennessee in about probably 23 to 25 hours. Oh, it's um, that far away. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's a good it's a good roll, man. Okay, you know? I was like, Oh, I'm gonna be going to Tennessee. Maybe I'll roll up and visit you. We'll do one in person. I was like, Man, yeah. if I went out to New Hampshire, I'd I'd have to do like, because I got a few people. You know New York Patriot. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd have to go see him and you and there's a few people that I me and New York Patriot were actually talking about. I was yeah. like I was like, dude, I got these mushrooms and like 
I don't like to trip very often, but I would be willing to do it with you, and we could film all over DC with the architecture all over DC and do like a video podcast or something mm. on mushrooms. And he's like, oh, bro, that would be so cool, but we, we, we couldn't make it happen. Yeah. So, man, I, um, I generally will swing through DC pretty frequently, man. Um, and you know, in my younger days, man, we used to just roll in and, you know, just sleep in the car kind of on the street and, um, just go, cause dude, the stuff that they have there, as far as the different Smithsonian's and the gym and mineral collection and the science museum and the intelligence museum, they had the aviation, they had the native American museum, like just like, it's a plethora of just stuff to go see. That is essentially the people's you know, kind of, uh, it's our, it's our archive of our history as a people, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, well, and it's also interesting, um, cause you know, for the longest I was talking about how, um, basically like, you know, with the council of foreign relations, um, kind of like different chef personas, you know, like Anthony Bourdain or Julia mm -hmm. Childs or, you know, or these different CFR members, you know, that are actors like, um, George Clooney or Angelina Jolie, like how they can move across borders <clears throat> easily, you know, as far, and they're also, you know, encouraging and creating like what we eat and how we think about things. And, yeah. you know, and my wife was always kind of like, you're so crazy. That's just, you know, and, and I'm like, you know, but then we go to DC and in the Smithsonian now they have a section that's all about culture and um, it's dedicated to Julia Child. And it's basically talking about how she was a spy and she was moving stuff across borders and using that to encourage and create culture and how people ate and all the shit I'd been talking about. And I was like, there you have it. It's well, like, I think they just no. passed some law in Europe saying mm. that they can now just throw insects in your food. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah. For, and then if. if well, like Australia already has it on the school lunches, you know, um, I've heard it's going on in Finland. Um, but man, that's been, you look over the past like 20 or so, even more years probably. And they, well, even back to our, our parents age, you know, they were eating chocolate covered ants and they were eating like, you know, so they were pushing bugs, um, back in the, the fifties and the sixties, man. You know. What's crazy is I think that like ants, um, mm. ants. I don't know if it's true or not, but in Chinese, Chinese or Asian culture, they say ants are like a superfood because ants can carry fifty times their weight. Mm. So they were like believed that it was like a yeah. jing heightening oh, yeah. food or whatever, like but, synthetic type magic. Something I don't, yeah, I don't know, but so basically, that kid, the characteristics of that thing, if you take it into yourself, yeah, you you'll embody it, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, which okay, that kind of makes sense, you know, but um, like you can go back to like even the times of Robin Hood, where yeah. if you know, you know, the penalty for killing a royal deer, yeah, and um, you know, the, the penalty was death, and what that's like 15 you know, 100 years ago, 2000 years ago. So like Monsanto and this food control thing, this thing goes back, you know, centuries, oh, thousands of years. Yeah. And you have Kissinger, you know, basically saying, you know, if you can control food, you can control populations. And uh, 
it's uh, from a geoeconomic standpoint. I mean, it's always been used as a weapon of war. Weapon. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. really it's it's like okay, you look and look at these guys and be like, okay, you guys are psychopaths. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like who's sicker? I want your opinion. Who's mm-hmm. sicker? The psychopaths running things, or the people that want to be ruled by psychopaths? I think it's all in the nat- nature of the turning, man. I think that that you know, like when you look at energy forces and how things move, um, you have to have you know, it's like the whole idea of you have to have the negative in order to have the positive. Yes, so I, I think you have to have a certain class of people. It's kind of like when you get into astro theology and the idea that as you incarnate through all your different souls, that you kind of have to. Um, bring yourself into all the different zodiac symbols and experience all those different personas of energy before you can, you know, ascend back to, you know, the the monad or nirvana or whatever it is, you know. So maybe it's it's kind of like um, how we were talking about you progress through different stages of life where you know, and and when I'm speaking to people, I'll be like, oh, sometimes you know, like. Three or four lifetimes ago, I was doing this, you know, where I was running a screen shop or I was DJing or I was doing, you know, these things. And, you know, um, maybe it's just the natural evolution. And and some people, you know, they're going to get into those positions and they're going to sink further down. They have to they have to, you know, be burnt by the fire to basically, you know, get all the uh, the phoenix. Yeah, the bad. They gotta rise from the ashes, like the Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Marks. You know, it's kind of like when I was out there spinning records and smashing randos. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) dude. You know, when you're like in, you know, telling my daughter, you know, when she started dating, I was like, guys are dogs. It's like you know, just just. And women are dogs too. Women are cats. They're slicker. You know, well, you got the whole Mars and Venus analogy. There's always this some some sort of analogy to uh, to separate the dichotomy of duality. You know, yeah. it's uh, yeah, yeah, positive negative polarity. Like, so what you're saying about like a, a astro theology, yeah. um, so it's crazy because I've I've put that together too. It's like it's really weird. I'm a Capricorn. But my north node is in Scorpio, and I believe our north node is supposed to be our destiny in some way or another. And I and like I'm Capricorn with the sun in the eighth house, which is also Scorpio. And um, I always feel like like this lifetime, I'm like, okay, so this lifetime is like self-actualized, like understanding – true potential and the amount of control over this game or simulation that we have as individuals that I specifically have. And I haven't figured it out to the point where it's like, okay, well, shit, is this just like this eternal adventure where I've got to become everything and everyone through eternity? I don't don't know. Does that make sense? Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's so, so true to form, man, um, because, like, I don't know, probably when I was in my 20s, I came to this great realization that we are all kind of uh, sparks of the divine. Like, they, you know, the in the Hebrew text, they talk about the forger, you know, coming in and hammering the metal into its form, right, as far as the universe itself. 
mm-hmm. and it's this idea of as the as the creator is forging the steel sparks fly right and and it's the idea that we are those sparks essentially like we're pieces of the cosmos that have been kind of uh you know it, we're the ultimate manifestation of the cosmos realizing itself and and we are you know, I almost feel like we're all like I, I saw in, in the vision that I had at the time, like this pulsing ball. And mm-hmm. as it would pulse, like almost like drops would, you know, shoot out. And all those drops were you and me and everyone, you know, all through time in simultuity, um, all coming from the one. And so, you know, basically we are all you know so when those psychopaths are treating those people that need to be led you know or feel like they have to have that that leadership figure right it's it's nothing but um themselves treating themselves that way yes Um, in ultimate karma man that is the that is the balance that is justice and and truth in the universe you know it's what's uh, What's crazy is I was like looking at these people and I'm like wondering as far as like incarnations go if like I was like using Barack Obama for example and I was like for every life this individual has destroyed or Mm -hmm. you know affected in a negative way I personally believe these people will come back to serve that many lifetimes in Mm -hmm. dire straits don't know if that's true. Yeah. Uh, but and then again, like I don't even know, like as an individual, if I'm interpreting this reality properly, you know, it's no, like because right? I, I learn new shit all the time. You're, it's yeah. like constantly yeah. morphing, constantly changing, constantly adapting to the new, you know, what whatever influx of the wave is, man. It's uh, you know, and now we have the rise of all this AI stuff yeah. going on which is you know the simulacra and it's like a, a simulation within a simulation within a simulation yeah. within you know and it's like um you know and i don't know if you've heard some of these little things that people have created where they're going into the chat gpt or whatever it is and yeah you know basically programming biden speeches or trump speeches and yeah. and have you seen there's a podcast.ai now where no. they're yeah, they're taking historical figures and having them interview one another. I think the most recent one is Terrence McKenna and Alan Watts. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and they had Joe Rogan and somebody else, and they, but it's like, when are we gonna have like Churchill and Hitler debating one another? You know, it's like oh, that's a good one. I mean, it's the the or, or like uh, Buddha and Jesus in an intellectual conversation. Yeah, you know, based because if you take. And that's what's interesting, man, is uh, if you take all of the stuff that we've said and take our voices and our all our social media posts and kind of – and we already know that they're building like a simulation of us, you know, um, yeah. in one of these government facilities, you know, in, in this – Well, that's probably why they want our DNA too. So when they frame us, oh, his DNA was on the scene. Right, right. Well, and it's almost like you know about Iron Mountain and the idea that uh, – that they're basically running a government 
in tandem with our government and keeping all separate files and basically and if the the government ever goes down they already have this other government that they're supposed to like bring in it's like but then you get into you know i mean you go back to old william cooper stuff and you know oh, he, yeah he has like the documents in the behold a pale horse where it's actually the corporations have gone in and written a new constitution favors the corporations of course individual it's kind of like uh king charles the third now um coming forth with with this uh instead of like the magna carta to basically give us sovereignty above kings um he's bringing in now what they call the terra carta which essentially gives earth sovereignty over human rights you know which goes back to pan basically panism and and you know this idea well it's it's the ultimate materialism oh yeah right yeah. and and it's like um like i was was saying the other day i was like uh you know we have god the father the creator of all things the sperm cell and then we have the mother earth which and is the fusion we're like the fusion in between it all yeah. you know you have the fe feminine masculine polarity and um we want to love and respect this beautiful planet um but i think one of the greatest illusions is that we're going to destroy it and it's like i mean how full of hubris and ego are we to believe that we actually have that type of power wow. even with every missile on the planet yeah, yeah we're going to destroy ourselves but once we're gone yeah. the earth is going to flourish beyond measure yeah yeah um you know, i was just reading in um i don't know if you've heard of the book the coming race by uh, no. edward bulwer lytton um it's basically a uh account <clears throat> of um an inner earth journey into hollow earth oh, hollow but, earth yeah so and Agar um, agartha or Agarba? well it, basically in this story um this couple goes into the inner earth and they meet these beings that that live inside the earth and they have like big thumbs and they basically control um this like etheric energy called the viril right oh and, yeah and this viril is essentially the nazis thought that this was like a true account into inner earth right um and that's where they set up the viril society which became uh -huh. kind of the esoteric division of the nazis <clears throat> viril is viril an energy or what is it yeah in the book it's like an energy right okay um, but, but in the book um i was just reading and one of the characters is like you know wherever um like creation or the god form basically creates whatever it creates you know from the hottest to the coldest to the you know it will also create life that will reign within that realm you know and and i think that you know when we look at like volcanic you know vents under the ocean and how we have some of these different uh life forms that can't exist outside of those climates that we if we put ourselves in those climates that we, we would die yeah you know? so it's like it's like um just i think on every level like you know in the soup man <clears throat> like like life wants to spring forth you know and I yeah think well abundant what when when you go back to like the anuna or the anunnaki the watchers um right. and um you know as human beings we think that the cosmos or whatever those luminaries above us are right. 
that it's always been the same, but there's, you know, depictions of different, you know, things in the sky. Saturn mm -hmm. was the original sun or whatever, yeah. two moons, two suns. Um, so things have not always been the same. And if things have not always been the same, that means there was a different environment. You know, there's yeah. things like the vapor canopy that yep. was. Yep. And um, so whenever these Anuna or Anunnaki came into the scene to, uh, you know, create us from whatever DNA splicing or uh, something like that. There's rumors that they they couldn't handle the sun, so they went underground, and they've been ruling from underground for you know a few thousand years now because the sun will fry them. And it's not longer, maybe even tens of thousands of years, man. You that's know. potential but the the, the actual the, potentially the actual calendrical record to my knowledge globally yeah. only goes back or yeah. or you know all over the earth only goes back like six thousand years or something it's possible that you know but like if we're going off like um uh chronology it would only go back like six thousand years but with but, like Vedic mythology, man, you know, and the turnings of the ages and the ideas of the theosophists and mm -hmm. the evolving forms and, you know, coming into being. And it's, I mean, what, what did the, uh, it said that the Anunnaki, they were like almost churned forth, you know, like butter from the Anu, you know. So it's like, it's like the, the, the cosmic, the cosmic milk that is all of creation, you know, kind of that cream kind of, you know, through the turning and churning kind of came and, and came into solidity, almost like the Rosicrucians, you know, how they talk about that humans were at one point like a wax form, <clears throat> you know, kind of soft and pliable. And, you know, it wasn't until the splitting of the sexes, you know, that we basically um, kind of started to pursue things and, and, you know, separate became separate from um nature you know um building civilizations and you know rising from the hunter gatherer you know it's uh yeah it's interesting to think of timescapes man one one really interesting thing about like talking about like building civilizations i was thinking about it right as you said it was yeah. um you know going back to like simulation theory or whatever this biological simulation or yeah. whatnot. Um, when you look at the architecture, ancient and modern, mm -hmm. it has the appearance from above to be a either circuit or motherboard. Mm. And is it possible that that was how? You know, they. Uh, this is a potential simulation. I don't with, with all this very geometric, uh, inorganic forms is is that uh was that the start of a potential you know simulation or whatever i even go i even get crazier and i'm like okay well over you know and and i'm super into astrology or whatever um but i think that astrology has more to do with uh, uh vibrational frequencies coming from the earth based off the seasons and it does you know cosmic um, and over the years, and it took me about 16 months to really start being like, this is very possible is the flat earth theory and the, and the, and the firmament and the dome, because every ancient civilization believed we were under a dome. And I was like, okay, well, if there's this like, you know, massive LCD dome screen above us, and there's this, you know, 
flat uh, plane of, you know, motherboard, circuit board. Mm. Is it possible that we're like a simulation in between it, just kind of like how it is in our computers? I don't fucking know, but. Mm. Well, have you seen the whole Tron series <laughs> going back with Disney? As far What's as that? how they. Uh, so if you go back, man, and, you know, when I was a kid, I would say probably seven or eight years old, they Disney came out with that movie Tron. Tron, yep. Yeah, and now they have the new one where basically the kid's son goes back into the computer and finds his dad, and he's kind of been held hostage in the simulation, you know. Um, it's, it's just interesting to think about um, the ideas of simulation and simulacra. And, you know, yeah. especially when you get into, like, the yogis and some of the different, um, like, higher um, people that are seeking higher mind states mm -hmm. in regard to how, you know, you got the idea of the breathitarian and they don't have to eat. And you have mm -hmm. the sun gazers that are feeding, you know, and you have, they've had, you know, yogis go into hospital settings, you know, and I guess there was <clears> one that was in there for 40, over 40 days. And he never ate the whole time, you know, and, and like they were running tests on him and doing all kinds of studies. And like basically, you know, the, it's like the idea of being able to pierce yourself without feeling it or the walking on hot coals or, you know, just basically coming to this state within your own mind where you almost like supersede reality, you know, um, just through sheer consciousness, you know. I did a nine-day water fast. I think I told you about yeah, that. Yeah. I did a nine-day water fast, and the only reason why I wound up eating was because I, so five days in, my lower back started hurting, and then the sixth day, I was just like – it was like the hardest day. Ooh. I was – or maybe it was – yeah, I think it was the sixth day. It was like all I wanted to do was eat. But then after, you know, the seventh, eighth and ninth day, I felt good. I wasn't hungry. I was like, you know, I mean, I wasn't hungry for most of it. But the sixth day, I was just all day long. All I wanted to do was eat. And then yep. once I got through that, um, and that was a that was the toughest day by far. Yep. Um, my back stopped hurting. I had more energy. I, I felt good. But on the ninth day, I pushed it, and I was, like, moving shit, and I was, like, moving around because I felt so fucking good. Felt and then that good. that night, I felt really weird, and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe I should eat. Maybe I pushed it too hard this morning. I feel really weird. And so I was like, I flipped a coin, and I, if it lands on tails, I'm going to eat, and it landed yeah. on tails. Yeah. But at the way that I felt at that, if I would have just not done all this – because I'm a physical being, if I wouldn't have done all this physical exercise, yeah. I felt like I could have gone another five days easy. Easy, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've gone up to four days as far as fasts. Yeah, and it's funny because after like the on the second, third day, man, you're like you're chewing water just to get that that feeling that your body's like you know doing what it's supposed to do. It's uh, but you get that heightened sense of awareness. You get that. Um, there's, you know, some bliss associated with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, clarity of vision, um, and, and the body, you know, um, it detoxifies. Yeah. Detoxifies, you know, and what do they say? Three days and you reset your immune system. You know? I th yeah, it's, I think it's three days you, you boost your immune system and five mm -hmm. days you reset it. 
that it okay okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but i've done yes yeah, several three and four day water fast that was the first time i ever went beyond four days yeah. and i believe that my immune system got reset because the last five years i lived in washington i was getting sick two or three times a year when i lived in hawaii i don't remember getting sick once yeah but i've i haven't been sick in over i want to say it's been almost a year now mm. and That's so totally. i'm like man i and I had all this congestion and these allergies before I did the fast, and now I just feel like so much of that is, yeah. you know, all this mucus. It's it's all gone away, and oh, I've changed good. my diet so drastically. I'm yep. only eating fruit and meat these days, so yep. it's it's super primal. It's like a, I'm like a freaking monkey these yeah. days. I was on uh, the keto diet. Um, well, I was <clears throat> eat, I was basically eating meat and fruit. For about three years and um i ended up getting covid and uh after that was done i kind of went to the doctor just to get a checkup you know and um it was uh the first time in 25 years that i'd been to the doctor and uh the doctor yelled at me you know like my my in-laws and siblings were like yelling at me you know and i went and she checked my blood levels and she said for a 50 year old man you know you have really excellent cholesterol and you know and that was with eating all the meat but um there was a high clot factor and she basically told me i got i got blood clots when i got covid I, literal yeah. blood clots from yeah. inactivity yeah yeah see and that's the sitting <clears throat> back to the sitting we were talking about man. yeah um but uh um, i was laying in bed for three weeks and wound up with blood clots before that i was going to kickboxing three yeah. to five times a week, a week. riding my bike um, everywhere but now the doctor basically told me, you know, I'm, I've been off red meat and pork now. Um, I only do poultry and fish. Okay. And I've been doing that for probably almost a year and a quarter, around in there. Uh -huh. And I feel so much better. Um, I mostly eat chicken. I don't eat a lot of red meat. Yeah. I eat red meat, but I don't. Um, but man, I mean, you know, you get into the, the whole idea of the sacred cow and you know, yeah. I thought about that before too. Why why are cows sacred in India, and why are we encouraged to eat them? Well, and the, that's I think goes back to the age of Taurus in some ways. Yes, you know, back to the sacred cow of the Bible, uh, or the sacred calf, the golden calf. Mm -hmm. The golden um, calf. But um, then you look at the the pork man, and like there's a lot of cultures that refuse to participate in eating yeah. pig meat. You know, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's interesting. Um, I mean, you can get into the, you know, the phenomena in regard to the trigonosis worms that are in it. And, mm -hmm. if you, you know, and they say just, well, and it's like talking about eating ants and, and crickets and all these things with exoskeletons, man. Mm -hmm. um, that's, I guess they're called chitons. And they've, they've done study on studies on the chitons and eating the exoskeletons, like when we eat a lobster, you know. Yeah, we, we eat, can't eat, the, yeah. eat out of it. We don't eat yeah. the shell. Yeah. You know? Um, but as those things, you know, get smaller and smaller down to the shrimp, down into, you know, the sea dwelling and the land dwelling, um, they're very similar creatures. Um, mm -hmm. But that, those shells, those chitons, there's chitons that are in the shells, I guess, um, that they actually say cause cancer, man. Yeah. You know? I've so, heard that. Yeah. And then, and, and then you just kind of got to look at it's It's like what we were just talking about, our diet. Okay, so... We're just eating straight meat and fruit. Mm. That's all well, we ate for thousands of years. Like, right. you know, how did we stray from that? And how did we yeah. get, you know, so fooled by 
this this era of science, the age of enlightenment, and I and I always tell people if if the government and education is telling you it's this way, it's the total mm. opposite because oh. it, it's the age of enlightenment. We're really actually in the dark ages. This is probably yeah. one of the worst eras for for humankind. Inversion. And when I look back at science in the last hundred years, I defy someone. To tell me what we've created that has benefited us so much because I can think of a million things that science Sanit has created that's destroying us. Yeah, sanitation. <laughs> but, is that but is that really good though? Because like yeah. it, it, during COVID, like they, they did like studies that, you know, because it was they were wiping everything off and everybody was so sanitary that it was harming our immune system because our immune system is like a muscle and yeah. we stopped exercising our immune system because of all the well, sanitation. Yeah, they did just do a study that recent. It's the most most prolific study of the masks that they've done to date. And basically the masks, they uh, they basically for someone who's sick to wear them, um, it's like a 0.02% um, increase in, in help. Like they, they basically the masks do absolutely They're useless. Nothing. Yeah, they're useless. And they're probably causing you harm because you're yeah. developing all this bacteria yeah. inside yeah. of them. Yeah, but along <laughs> with that study, they also did a hand-washing study, just basic hand-washing. And mm -hmm. um, that increased the um, likelihood of not catching a contagion by like 14%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there is – I mean, and you go back to, uh, you know, what is it in the Bible as far as uh, Deuteronomy? You know, where it's all the different laws as far as you, you know, don't eat the shellfish and don't eat the, yeah. the thing with cloven foot, you know, hoof that doesn't chew the cud and like all the different, you know, laws that don't wear cotton and, and polyester together, you know, stuff like that. Um, but it's uh, all those are cleanliness laws, man, yeah. to basically keep people healthy, you know. Um, and I, I fundamentally think, you know, when you start doing like Marquis de, Sade, Marquis de Sade and like the whole idea of eating defecation and like some of these inversion practices of mm -hmm. man, you know, what was it? The Melting world? people and throwing them in the water system. Yeah, man, they were doing that in uh, in the <clears throat> second part of the Mayan culture, man. After they would sacrifice them, they were throwing them in that deep, you know, and you know, were they poisoning their water? I mean, you know, you get into these different these different disease. And what was it? The one guy there that was with Aleister Crowley doing the one mm -hmm. ritual, and they drank the cat blood, and he ended up. Uh, I think he ended up dying, man. You know, it's good. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you get that demon out of here. Yeah, yeah no, uh, run that pig off the cliff. You know what? But, like, it, so like. We know there's there's grave violations of natural law, and yeah. if you do grave violations of so natural, natural law, you're going to suffer, right? Well, uh, but only, like only in accordance with natural law, you're going to suffer. But yeah, yeah of course, you, yeah. You, you, yeah. Oh, you did this, you're going to die. And yeah. and I was telling people, I was like, okay, so like, let's envision. You know, like when the Native Americans experienced the smallpox blankets and things like that. Do you actually believe that if a Native American was living in its, in his 
or her natural environment where they had their fermentable foods, their their meats, their gardens, their nuts, whatever was local to them that kept them and their immune system high, that outside of you guys taking them from their land, slaughtering all their family members in front of them, starving them, you know, depriving them of water, making them walk through terrains that didn't belong to them. Basically, you destroyed their immune systems, and then you gave them smallpox. Yeah. Do you think that smallpox would have affected them the same way if if well, you would have given it to a healthy Indian? I think that a lot of the smallpox were actually in the beginning, <clears throat> um, as far as the blankets, man. Um, and you look at the early. I mean, there was there was hundreds of thousands of people's in some of these cities, you know, um, and, and I think that those early, I mean, you, and at the time, if you look at Europe and the, the rampant spread of venereal diseases Mm -hmm. and the pox and all the, the plague that was going around and all the, I mean, you know, um, I think that the, the people in the Americas, um, had a pretty well balanced um, kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. where they were living clean and healthy and you know at one with nature and I think that that the watika of what you, the Europeans became um, through the, the the bastardship of the kingship you know um, I think that that they lived in squalor a lot of times. And oh, yeah, the Europeans for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think that was based off, you know, tenants that the monarchs set on the people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and me like and what wife, they're doing today. Yeah, yeah. As far as this Great Reset, man, they're wanting to put everyone back into a state of serfdom, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I was talking to my wife last night about the <clears> idea <throat> of, you know, being a landlord, you know. And it's uh, it's like Woody Guthrie wrote that song, uh you know, that song, uh, Slumlord Trump, because one of Trump's, I think it was Trump's grandfather was Woody Guthrie's, you know, um, landlord, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's like, it's like, if you're going to be a landlord, you know, you almost have to, um, it's it's almost like the the situation with the, the burgers and the idea of uh, where you basically um, bring those people into your life and you kind of... Uh, take care of them and you know they have a certain assignment within the community and you know they're they're given a place to live and they're fed well and they're treated well and they have time off and they have time to work and you know so it's this but that gets into like an almost early form of communism you know and and we see that communism as far as the commune it works on a small scale but every time you know you get it to a certain point um the greed corruption yeah, well, it's the greed of the sociopath mm-hmm. that's allowed to function within the society. Well, pe- has- it's people get comfortable in, in capitalism and communism, yeah. and then we have crony, you know. Capitalism, yeah. And, yeah, yeah and, and all that. And it, and it basically becomes subverted through blackmail <clears throat> and through, you know, um, um, derision of the money system and all these different – but – um, you know, in small groups, um, very much like the Native American tribes, you mm-hmm. know, we see that these these type of tribal communal civilizations work. And mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because like Benjamin Franklin, you know, he basically based the tricameral system off of the Iroquois governmental system. You yeah, know? the Six Nations. 
Yeah, but what they never tell us is the men, they would all debate the stuff and meet in the, the you know, the three divisions of the, the government, right? But the long the men, house. Yeah, the men had no power to vote. The men would go home and they would talk to their wives, and then the wives would basically be the ones that put the votes in. So the, it was the mothering, nurturing energy of, you know, that was basically behind, whereas now we have the patriarchy. And, you know, um, I, you know, I, I think at a certain point in government, they're bought and sold and they're owned, you know, after they're in so long. But then you have the younger, you know, and we do have mostly males in government, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think there is kind of like we we're, you know, talking about, you know, guys are dogs, man. Um, it's, it's, it's not just, you know, sexually, but like also war dogs, man. I yeah. mean, we have that heightened level of testosterone, you know, we, you know, the, the men were generally the warriors, the warriors. Do you, do you think though, like when you look at like, like what people refer to as the patriarchy today that, mm. that for me, like I'm looking at it and I'm like, these are feminized men these are out of yeah. alignment men yeah. and and when you look at like you know a masculine energy yeah. gone wrong it goes into like you know violence but when you look at a feminine energy gone wrong it goes into psychopathy and if you look at like how our government speaks to us they speak to us like a crazy ex-girlfriend yeah. they're always lying and making up all these weird things and and oh you, you got to do this and they're super greedy and materialistic and i look at i look at the patriarchy more as like men out of alignment with true masculine energy oh, yeah. and just overly because well, a lot of them are pedophiles they want to have sex with little yeah. boys and a lot of them are like closet homosexuals and i don't got problems with gays or anything yeah. like that no, but I'm just saying, like, these seem to be the traits of a lot of these political people today. Yeah. They don't seem to be, like, true, you know, masculine men. And I'm not saying, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't even know that there's a spectrum of alpha, beta, sigma, omega. There's yeah. multiple different, you know, classifications of Reed men. Orwell. What's that? Read Orwell. Yeah. As far as the alphas and the betas and, you know. And the, the sigmas and the omegas and, and it's uh but man i think that that you know um when you get into the idea of the oligarchy and the technocracy and the rising panopticon um mm -hmm. i think what you're really looking at is um a, a culture of debasement as a whole um you know we we have essentially separated ourselves from nature yes uh, yeah, and and with that, you know, granted, with the food, like just compare it to the food industry, man. You know, you you go from the natural wholesome grains and the and the stuff of the field, you know, and then you rise to this industrial system where um, things are done in accordance with the bottom line. So you essentially, you know, you use supplemental chemicals instead of natural things. Mm -hmm. you, you know, everything is done um, to basically cost Cut less. Cost, yeah. the most. You know, when you look at food science, it's not about um, necessarily feeding people like holistically, right? Mm -hmm. It's about getting the highest number of calories into people. And, you know, that's, yeah. done, that's done through carbs and sugar. And cheap. 
yeah. caloric intake too, right? It's not yeah. it's not a food pyramid like you said based off health. It's based right. off cost efficiency and exactly. you know the most pro you know the the type of food that'll you know yeah. proliferate the most for the yeah. cheapest cost and well and with the corporations, <laughs> you, I mean the corporations as a standard, they go they have you know corporate law dictates that they have to make a profit for their shareholders. So the corporation, by de facto, has to make sociopathic decisions that go against humanity in order to be able to create residual wealth to give to the shareholders. So you have this system of these golems that are functioning based on the bottom line, you know. And and as far as debasement, um, you know, and it's like now with the AI and the computers, and you know, they're wanting to optimize how we do things and how we use electricity and energy, and how you know, and basically mm -hmm. uh, optimizing health, and basically <clears throat> saying, "Oh, well, you have high cholesterol, Johnny. You know, you can't order a pizza this week unless you want to pay, you know, an extra tax." Yep. You know, but that's the whole thing, man. Taxing people on every level is is such a, a disgusting materialist like machination mm -hmm. you know where where it puts people into this this um chinese finger trap where mm -hmm. you know no matter how hard they resist or try to pull um the trap just squeezes tighter yes and, and it's and, uh, and i just think that leads further and further and further to this debasement you know, and that that reflects in our psychology and who we become and how we begin to function and self edit and have, you know, and the, then you have, uh, what is it, uh, you know, like hive thinking that basically yes. comes comes as well. It's never been it's never in history worked out well for the people for the hive. Ever. 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 And they, they yeah. just idiots just keep they just yeah. keep going down the same yeah. Yeah, utopian. Like, the government's here to help me. It's like yeah. you t show me a government in history. Well, if if the government were a true government, and as people, um, the media as the fourth pillar of democracy actually did its job and informed the people the way it was supposed to, so that we could make logical decisions in regard to our governance, because we are the government. Like technically, we're supposed to be able to get in there. And you know, be able to help our community. And, and <clears throat> but but what's happened is uh, you have now that that uh, that corporate contract magic um, that the Romans basically brought out of Egypt um, through the course of time. You know, you have that railroad case um, in the United States um, history, where essentially in the footnote they basically gave corporations personhood rights. Right. Yes, so the, I was well, just going to bring that up a few minutes ago while you were talking about that. I was like, right. when he said Gollum, I was like, these guys are the corporate is an as an entity. It's it's a yeah. sovereign individual, entity, as far as I know. and that yeah. that also supplies plausible mm -hmm. deniability for anybody that works for it. Mm -hmm. So all these people that are in these positions, yeah, just blame just, the corporation. Just blame the corporation. Oh, and what did the Nazis say? It's just taking orders. It's just doing my job. Exactly. You know? It's it. That's it's it's the people. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, um, because the idea of public schooling is a utopian philosophy. And ideally, we would like all of our children well educated. Yes. But education and schooling are separate things. And, and granted, the schooling, the teachers, they have the best interests of the children at heart. 
The teachers are the foundation. But when you look at the system, when you look at the machinations of... Yeah, their hands are tied. Right, their hands They're are gonna tied. They're going to lose their job if they yep. go against the curriculum that's... Instilled and, by and, and, and I was telling my friend... But there is a lot it, of flexibility within that curriculum that teachers do move, and, and good teachers still are able to teach well. You know, you know what's really crazy is... If we look at the way that everything is ran, and I'm sure you've worked in certain jobs or with certain people that are just basically slumlords, and that's kind of the way this country and other countries are being ran, and I'm sure you've, like I, have had these epiphanies that it's just like, man, if you just do it the right way… Not only can you be a wealthy, you know, scumbag that has more than other people, but everyone else, yeah, you know, it, your job, your 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 system is going to run more efficiently, and you everybody gotta, will be happier. And but yeah. there's literally this group of people; they don't want to do it the right way. They want to do it their way, and they don't want other people happy because they want to be belong to a club that oppresses and harms other oh. people. Whether whether it would be more efficient or not, they right. don't care. They want the privilege right. of being, you know, gods on earth, but see, in human flesh. Yeah. Oh well, there's definitely those that are that are pushing for self apotheosis as far as turning themselves into some sort of a god. Mm-hmm. But but as far as the uh, the group, it's not going to work for them. They're going to fail. Uh, no. Well, it's it's uh, it's the highest level of fundamental materialism that there is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but these people that that are in these groups that that ba- I mean, you look at the group think um, experimentation they've done as far as you know making people stand up to a bell for no reason in a lobby, or the people going into the elevator and everybody's facing the wrong way. Yes. Um, and and it was the same thing with the media and how they projected the idea of um, the groupthink behind getting vaccinated. COVID. Yeah, and you know, save your grandmother. Do it. Do, you do it to protect the other. It's the, and, and they created this psychological, um, like grid work for groupthink. Through through the, the action and back to the media again not doing its job, you know being because like the government, like the media, like the pharmaceutical industry, like you know, and it's they've all been assimilated through the merchant class, through the murkers, through those that that basically um, you know um, hustle money, you know. Um, and, and they've come in in almost a soft capture, um, reverse fascism kind of way and through, through money forces, you know, like Trump when, um, you had, uh, what was it? Uh, the, the Rothschild guy basically pay off his Greek loans, you know? Um, and then Trump made him, you know, one of the heads of, of, you know, finance. And so you just. You have this consistent, and it, and it's it's not just that man. You know, you can go back to Obama. You can go back mm-hmm. to Bush. All of them. You and your senior. You, I mean, even Kennedy. People talk about Kennedy, man, like he was the last real president. But Kennedy came from the London School of Economics, man. Well, the Kennedys are one of the thirteen uh, bloodline families. So well, people but, don't talk but about see, that either. I think that the Kennedys. <clears throat> 
um, came into power through the bootlegging. And then when they tried to get into government and starting to assimilate power, that the other bloodline families took them out. And that's why I don't think that the Kennedys, you know, uh, I don't think when you trace it back, I don't think the Kennedy, now there's the Onassis line, which he had married an Onassis. Yes. You know, um, and that goes all the way back into the 12 tribes of Israel, man. Mm -hmm. You know, but, but as far as the Kennedys themselves, um, they were bootleggers and, and they kind of, and I think very much like the Bush family, you know, kind of rising up through the, uh, the funding of the Nazis, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, they, and, and very much like, uh, Winston Churchill, you know, he was, he was like into all this, uh, cross-dressing and, and like demoralized kind of sex and they kind of put him into place kind of like, so I J. think Edgar Hoover. Edgar Hoover, Hitler, you go through all these characters and they kind of take someone who's debased and, and they basically very much like we're seeing with the Epstein um, Island kind of thing and, and all of the stuff with Ghislaine Maxwell going right up into the crown, you know, um, it, it um, fundamentally, man, I, you know, once you get to a certain point in the political spectrum, um, you're either co-opted blackmailed or you're exiled mm -hmm. you know? and and I, I think that the moneyed interests um that that have the means to facilitate all of that um they're the ones that that are pushing the agenda you know and that basically when you get into that you know you start looking at um how far up does it go you know as far as you know the rothschilds and the vatican bank and the bankers to the crown and you know what what king charles the third actually is you know and if we were talking like this in england um we could get we could get picked up and jailed yeah absolutely i mean we're in america and, <clears throat> and you know we think um we would like to think i was always brought up to think that we can talk about matters openly and freely you know mm -hmm. um but it's like uh yeah, I just I just wonder, man. You know, um, I I and that's the whole that's the other thing, man. A lot of people have been freaking out, you know. And and COVID was very extreme, you know, as far as seeing the globalists and and how they the globalists. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I sound like Megan Fire. What's his name? Myron Fagan back there, you know. Um, but the it's it's dude. I mean. I remember the Columbia explosion. Um, I remember, you know, uh, Ruby Ridge. I remember I, I was deep researching into the Oklahoma City bombing, you know. Um, when 9-11 when happened, um, I wasn't surprised, you know. And, and the funny thing is, man, is like Alex Jones has been talking about exactly what happened, in, you know, during COVID going all the way back like 10 or 15 years. You oh, know? yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's and you know, but I've always considered him like a slow drip, like, you know, a controlled, yeah, opposition. You know, yeah. Yeah. Controlled opposition, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think that like, like he knows, like, I think he works for some people, mm. but he also knows that this is all fucked, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's like, he's like, he's, he's playing his part, mm. but he, as he's playing his part, 
he's also he knows he's fucked and this is all fucked yeah. and that there's no way to win it. And and I, I feel like I feel like all the people like Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, Kanye West, um, Andrew Tate. Yeah. yeah, Andrew Tate, they're all archetypes yep. in this political system yep. and they they're trying to get what they can while they can in this yep. lifetime, but they all know and they're all working for somebody, but they know that they're fucked in the end yeah. no matter how you slice it. Yeah. And so I think a lot of them are um they're rebelling and they're get, like Alex Jones, you got to pay a billion dollars like Andrew Tate. Oh, you got you got to go to jail now, or you know, um, you know Kanye West. Oh, you're gonna get exiled, or you know, um, Elon Musk. Oh, he's so evil, and yeah, he is. I mean, he comes from a technocratic, uh, you know, transhuman family. Yeah, but uh, South African gym miners like the deals and that set up the Council of Foreign Relations, and you know, it was very Anglo. Anglo establishment. Well, think about this. He comes from a gem mining family in South Africa, and what's he doing now for his cars? He's mining rare earth minerals that are supposed to be good for the planet, but they're not. No, and they can never feasibly um, produce enough of these rare earth minerals to replace all the cars, and the energy that it takes to charge those batteries is still. It's all going to fail. It's like men trying to. You know, coal, I mean, like, it, it's all a misnomer, man. It's all, it's like all a guy. But it, that's the whole thing with utopian philosophies, man. Yes. Is, is Never works they, out. Well, utopia means nowhere. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's a thing that it's, I, you know, we idealize these things. But unfortunately, um, most of the time they're co-opted and they're put forth in a manner to appeal to our heartstrings exactly that's how they always use emotion yeah. or, over logic yeah or or they offer us convenience those yes. are the two the two you're gonna be safer yeah or but it's always know, a violation of natural law which yeah. in the end what happens it fails yeah. inevitably yeah. it's yeah. every time yeah, yeah. idealism uh, that's why i tell people like Religious, political, educational, yeah. all this stuff, scientific. When you throw away critical thinking right. and logic for idealism, you're going to fucking fail, and you deserve to fail. Yeah. It's, it's how every nation crashes and burns, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like <clears throat> I said, back to the media, man. And just the way in which you know um, the Hollywood, the wand of Hollywood, is is casting the spell. You know, it's uh, it's but but like I was saying, man. You know, I've been watching all this go on. You know, since I was in my twenties, and mm-hmm. I'm in my fifties now. And granted, COVID was, in my opinion, you know the. But is that just the fact that? Um, you know, they they feel like they have to try to dominate because, you know, at one, you go back to the, the stories of Enlil and Inky and Samaria, you know, and they were like, they were always like, you know, those those humans, they're just so damn noisy. They're just always giving me a problem. 
they're just you know so and then when they they do agree to finally you know flood the earth you know um all of the gods they're like they're like upset because there's no one to bring them their beer or there's no one to like cook their meals or there's no one to you know the the humans were made to basically relieve the burden of the gods so in in some way um i think there's like an ecological balance where where they know they need us you know but but the thing is they have to control us Hence the name government, you know, which yeah, is mind gu control. Gubernamente. Yep. Governing Mente. the mind, you know. Yes. So they, they're, and they openly tell us what they're doing, you know. Um, and I think part, Alex Jones is also part of that, openly telling us what they're doing, you know. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I'm just, at this point, man, you know, the best thing I think we can do is um, to be creators ourselves. Yes. to bring into reality the world that we want to see yes to create that timeless beauty in our own lives mm -hmm. you know like we were talking about in the beginning to to make the days that will be the good old days every day of your life exactly you know, regardless of the oppression regardless of all the the pricks that that you know press against you and and that you have to deal with it's you know, it's it's an it's the art of living, you know, and we are the true alchemists if we want to take that upon mm. ourselves, you know, right. like it's not about turning iron into gold or lead into gold. It's about turning lead situations into golden ones situations. Yeah. And that is the true alchemist right, right. there is right. like, OK, cool. So now so you guys want to be, you know physical al alchemists whereas you and myself and other people that we yep. talk to in our circle we want to be metaphysical alchemists, alchemists exactly. we want we want to uh go beyond what you could see you know feel or touch yep. i mean and, and that's what and, art does man it's a way to express and and give feeling to things that are unseen well, that's where they abuse the artist, and they use all of our music, our drawings, our paintings, our acting, our all of our talents, yeah. and and you know to create their spells. They're yeah. they're they're misappropriating our God given talent right. to create their dark arts bullshit. Yeah. Which in the end, I, I keep I like I keep telling people I'm like their uh, existence. All it is is a massive violation against natural law. Well, what runs everything? Natural law is God's law. Whether we, you know, we want to believe that or not, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It, you know, we, we've we've watched the violation of natural law have dire consequences throughout the ages, yeah. and yet we still have the most ignorant class of people being propped up throughout history. Oh, you know, this guy and that guy and Benjamin Franklin and that guy. And I think that's by design. Like we were talking about, they take those people that are debased and they elevate them into the public sphere as the face of power. And then group think comes in. Well, but they're not the power. That's the thing. There's <clears throat> the, the old idea of the hidden hand. Oh, yeah. The forces that move behind, you know. The hidden and, hand. And, yeah, and, th and that gets into the moneyed interests, man. You know, as far as why are they pulling X, Y, and Z string for what reason, you know, and it's like, uh, what was it, Alex Jones, you know, I, have you heard of the whole Council of National Policy as far Potentially, as... Potentially, uh, maybe. 
Yeah. So I forget a lot of the things that I learned. I know, right? I know. But but that's the thing, man. You know, you have the Council of National Policy on one side, then you have the Council of Foreign Relations on the other side. You have like all of these machinations of industry and business, you know, that are behind the scenes that are basically the ones giving the money to the faces, that are the ones supporting them, that are throwing the events, that are and and what the that council that Alex Jones is on, um, also like Gerald Salente is on it. Like there's a bunch of pretty well known kind of right leaning figures. But man, behind the scenes, they're actually writing the legislation. Like, uh, you know, at its base. And then they, once they agree on it, then they pass that to the politicians. And then those politicians that are in line with them basically take that and run it up the, the flagpole. And if it doesn't pass, they, you know, it, and it's like, it's like when the Homeland Security bill came in, man. You know, that was a hip high bill that kind of just came out of nowhere, like overnight. So people yeah. think. No, but that was a that was a bill that had been you know fashioned, forming like over the years through corporate interests and mm -hmm. you know and and they just created a security state you know and put the airport scanners in and did all these and to benefit themselves through corporate machinations you know it's well, like go ahead yesterday I was thinking and I want would love to hear your opinion on this so we have these elite trillionaires then we have elite billionaires we have some elite millionaires multimillionaires. then we have the wealthy and the rich and and down and down and down well we have this small group of psychopaths this is just my own thinking because everything seems to be based off a pyramid system in this society right. so at the top we have this small group of psychopaths that they want to run everything and they're going to cut out the also small group of you know, less wealthy psychopaths, less powerful psychopaths, and then they're going to cut out the ones below them. Mm -hmm. And what I think is happening now, you know, how we have everybody on the streets, you know, the gays are fighting the straights and the blacks and the whites and the women and the men and everybody's fighting each other. Mm -hmm. Well, if we're fighting on the surface, that means there's fighting in the deep ends too, in the places oh, yeah. that we can't see as above, so below, mm -hmm. as within, without. without. Um, and so what I think is happening now is – these people that are part of these cults and the, the, this, these, these, you know, round tables and things like that and these lower, you know, and of course from the top down, you know, the, you know, some are, you know, super high esteemed and then these other people are esteemed but they're lower and lower and lower and then you go to Hollywood and these idiots think they're part of the Illuminati but really they're just controlled uh, you know, dipshits. You know, if you were trying to run the world, would you let fucking Meryl Streep, you, you know, give her fucking advice or Sean Penn? Get the fuck out of here, you stupid narcissist. Well, we're gonna let you believe that you're part of something big, but you're really not. You're just another cog in the wheel. But I think what's happening now is I think these people that uh, you know, these wealthy people that aren't as powerful as the main circle running everything. I think what's happening is these people are starting to see. Well, if we keep going. Along with the evil plans that these, you know, dark, you know, sorcerers have, we're going to get cut short. And I don't want to give my business up. I don't want my railroad company to end. I don't want my, but, you know. But the Faustian bargain, man, you know, once you enter into some of those agreements, once they have, you know, Kodak on you, 
where where basically you know um like hoover you know they they said you know was being controlled by the mob and the you know and then the fbi was controlling so it's all these machinations of these forces controlling each other um and and but that's the faustian bargain man i think once you get above a certain point um you have no choice you know other what was it the uh the head of the new york federal reserve there mm -hmm. way back after 9/11 when he started to reveal the fact that there was like no gold left in the federal reserve system that it had all been you know kind of taken and what was it uh like 113 million dollars worth of gold bars under the twin towers on 9/11 mm -hmm. that just disappeared you know yeah. um but but that's the whole thing man um they took him, that head of the Federal Reserve, and when he was he wrote that expose in the New York Times, it was like a, a three page piece. Um, the next day, man, pictures of hookers, you know, pictures of like all all this different blackmail stuff they had on, you know, and then he lost his wife, he lost his kids, he lost his house, he lost his position, he lost his like everything just like overnight, you know. So you know, there's several. Um, instances where you can see stuff like that happening you know in the histories and it's it's just you know at a certain point man these people i i just they're literally owned man you but know? you know what they're still people yeah and they still yeah. have to follow a natural protocol and what happens with these idiots is is they all think they're someone they're all sellout narcissists yeah. psychopaths right so i mean evil has no loyalty to anyone yeah. least of all to itself so that's why i always tell people i'm like just you know enjoy the show because what's yeah. going to happen is this machine is eventually going to betray itself and yes. it's going to crumble and right. and then you know dudes like me and you and and other we probably won't even have to lift a finger mm. you know if we sit back and we observe and we don't react but if we have to it's like i i know i'm eternal like i don't want to fight but if i have to i know how the game goes to. dude yeah yeah you know well, what i mean it's it's okay i'm not gonna cower and shit my pants and cry and you yeah. know what i mean it's like i have a i have a switch within me yeah. that even if i know i'm gonna and i did it in jail for years. I knew I wasn't going to win the fight, but I had to fight. So I would just snap and run in and charge. Yeah. And if that has to happen in the future, that has to happen. I, I don't think it will because I feel like, yeah. you know, I live in areas where, you know, they always attack the main city. And also meditation has taught me to be an observer, right? You know, just observe it. Let these other idiots fight. What's going to happen is. The dummies that all trust the government and they want, you know, comfort over security and all this shit. These guys are the front lines for these psychopaths. So these guys were out there telling you to stay home and save lives and wear a mask. And it's like they're the dumbest, weakest, scaredest people on the planet. Get that energy out of the way. And now you got a bunch of pedophiles or a small group of pedophiles who got to face dudes like me and my homies. We all been training mixed martial arts and. You know, we all been in wars. It's like, dude, the military is going to turn their backs on you guys eventually. What do you think? The wo the woke military has no chance against the veterans in this country. You think special ops is going to follow through with your freaking woke gay agenda military? No, they're not. They well, guarantee man, it. And and I find it interesting, you know, um, through <clears> the course <throat> of COVID, 
as far as all the soldiers that actually stood up and refused to participate. yes that was their best their best soldiers left the, mil yeah, military. the best soldiers left and and over the course of time you know through um certain types of psychological testing like the learys to get it you know timothy leary wrote the psychological test to get into the cia you know mm -hmm. And so I think that that on a certain level, man, they look for psychopath, you know, psychopathy, you know, on on certain levels in these types of, of positions, um, mm -hmm. because it it enables them to perform certain work, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but but that's the whole thing, man. Um, they they've always gone out of their way also to um, try to recruit soldiers strictly to follow orders even when it's against their own troops, mm -hmm. you know? So, so you just from a site, you know, and the, the breaking down and the building up psychologically of like what boot camp does in regard to, you know, the mind program itself. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, I would like to think that, you know, these are humans, but, but, you know, at what point do some of these people become, um, cogs and gears in the machines mm -hmm. and essentially lose their humanity. And, and I'm not just talking in the military, but I'm talking in government, I'm talking mm -hmm. in the music industry. I'm talking in, you know, all, police the, officers. The, yeah. All of it. Food industry, like every, well, and that's the whole thing, man, as above, so below, as within, so without the machinations of the system. If you can understand systems, then you can see that all the systems basically function the same. So yes. working within those systems, you know, um, it's uh, it's uh, interesting to see the wild ways of the material world, you know, as Would, the observer. Did, did you ever hear that the Roman military had turned their back on the Senate and attacked the politicians in Rome? Wasn't that... It did have one of the endings. Yeah, yeah. And I've been telling people for years, I'm like, trust me, our military is eventually going to turn their yeah. backs on this fucking system. And these yeah. politicians are going to eat fucking bazookas well, and missiles and grenades and, for dinner. Yeah. And I think to a big extent, that's kind of what uh, Timothy McVeigh ended up being, man, was basically the face of the militia. You know, and, and how they started to slowly take this idea, you know, because we were not supposed to have a standing military initially, you know, and it was based around the idea that um, every community should have a trained, well-trained militia, you know, to protect mm -hmm. their region. And, um, and the, the militia, you know, um, is an interesting phenomena, you know, um, in regard to uh, – the guns in regard to the opposition of the federal government. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's come to the point now where even the, like the, the Department of Defense has, has issued memos basically entailing that, you know, um, X, Y, and Z groups are, are potential terrorists, you know? Um, and it was, you know, people that believe in the founding fathers, people that, mm -hmm. you know, constitutionalists, all, constitutionalists, like, all these things, and we can see, um, like in William Cooper's, you know, Behold the Pale Horse, um, how they have the Constitution for the corporation versus the Constitution for the people. You the know? natural so man. Yeah, well, and that, you know, back to the Magna Carta, man. I mean, um, this, this whole libertine philosophy that's been progressing and moving, and like, you know, we used to be the shining, you know, beacon on the hill, you know, for the rest of the world, 
in regard to liberty and in regard to freedom and the ideas of justice, you know. But man, the the freedom, the liberty, and the justice, man. You go back all the way to Anana and Ishtar and going back into, you know, the Sumerian, Babylonian, like uh, in, back into the Egyptian systems. I think that these um, were fundamentally beautiful cosmic ideas, right? And then over time, they became like weaponized anthropology and co-opted mm -hmm. and turned into things to mass maneuver populations you know through yeah. the course of justice and through the course of the ideas of liberty and you know but the greeks they said that justice had nothing to do with right or wrong you know it was dependent upon the will of the gods you know and who do we think uh thinks of themselves as gods within this realm and, and yeah. how does justice actually function in a materialist Well, the way? ends justify the means, the right? Means, right? According to these guys. According to these guys. Right. So constitutionalism, man, is really another utopian philosophy. And, you know, when the founding fathers gave us the republic, they're like, you know, here's a republic if you can keep it. Yeah. You know? So it's it's up to us to constantly um, kick against the system and to constantly um, encourage other people in regard to expressing themselves and being libertine and like and you know um, it's a, it's it's an interesting thing you know. Um, well, if you if if you break it down to like our sim most simplistic forms to, to uh, our most natural desires, food, or actually. Air, water, yeah. food, love, yep. you know, community, art, um, yep. you know, a little bit of fun here and there, you yep. know, potentially, you know, leaving the, you know, the, the confines of consciousness every once in a while. Um, and, you know, intellectual conversation, our natural and, uh, baseline needs are super simple oh yeah and between that and yeah. society there's just an infinite amount of static and clutter that it's just it's confusing us now and yeah. people like you and me are you know we're crazy conspiracy theorists or wow. you know at the end of the day but you'll appreciate this the artists set the tone yeah. We think abstract. We uh, we invent. We we do all this crazy shit that allows society to create pop culture and enjoy uh, the creation of our artwork, whether it's a building or a television or a painting or a movie or whatever. So we set the tone and the current. But then when it comes to asking our opinions right. about the society, you guys don't want to hear shit. And at the end of the day, it's like I feel like artists know that we have a certain level of intelligence, but we also have enough uh, – humbleness and, and awareness to say shit i know more than anybody or than 90 percent of the people around me at all times but at the end of the day i don't know if any of it makes sense and i don't even really know do i really even know shit right, right. you know what i mean it's like yeah. you and me could talk bro you and me could talk 
for 20 hours a day. Yep. And exchange all this information. But at the end of the day, we'd look at each other and be like, we know less than we knew before. <laughs> yeah, because now we, with everything that we've discovered, we have three more questions. Yes. And exactly. we just get lost in word soup. But yeah. I just feel like the system cannot sustain itself for much longer. As because, rises. And these guys are going to fuck up, dude. They're too stupid. They're too arrogant. They're too... You know, there's just no way they can su succeed. Like, at the end of the day, like you said, they need us, right? Yeah. They, they, need, they need us. They get off on torturing us and doing all this weird shit and living off our inventions and things like that. If they globalize an AI technocratic super state and they get us all under control and we're all in our pens, and what are they going to do? They're going to attack each other. Because yeah, it's, it's not about, it's not about control. It's yeah. not about having the most money. These people literally, because they could have that if they ran a proper, a business. If they, you know, instead of being a slumlord, you run the business properly. Not only do you flourish because people like you and me are like, oh, I don't need to be the richest guy in the room. I just need to have what I want and you know, and be taken care of. Yeah. These idiots could not only be rich, but everybody below them could be living a good life too. It's yeah. not about that. It's about them feeling like they're better than other people and making us suffer and having the bragging rights. Well, I treat my slaves worse than you treat yours. And, I, you know, so it's not about success. It's about being able to harm other living creatures. And that's an unsustainable Agenda. practice. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, and that gets into, I mean, you're, you know, when you go down those roads and you start talking about those types of black magic, man, that goes into a very kind of esoteric function, you know, um, into the negrito and, and creating the prima materia to be able to forge what reality is, which I think is a great deal of what, what they're actually doing, you know, and they're trying different systems and they're trying... You know, like how we saw the Jesuits going around the world and basically setting up communes, you know, in the 1600s, 1700s. Um, it's, it's, you know, um, and the one-child policy in China and, like, even the American experiment that they call it, you know. It's like, are we truly as free as we think we are? You know, are, or are we just another vassal state of the crown, you know? Um, if we think we're truly free... Um, I guess that makes us truly free, you know? Um, I think uh, people like you and me and, and some of the people that we know, we are we are prisoners to our own states of consciousness. But oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, when I was in jail, the last year I was in jail, it was one of the – I was felt freer mm. than other, some other points in my life. But right. I right. feel like – we shouldn't accept being degraded and treated like shit, but freedom is also a state of consciousness. And freedom is also a state of responsibility. Absolutely. As far as, as, far as being cognizant and being aware and being able to take care and not lose yourself in the, in the flow. You know, it, it's, uh, it's a, uh, a function of, of higher form, you know. 
um, where you're essentially um, doing what you want with what's available and still maintaining all the things that are seeking to try to um, forge, push, nudge, change, you know, you from outside sources, you know, it's a, and it's a continual struggle, I think, mm-hmm. you know, just like keeping the Republic. It's, uh, you know, but that's the whole thing, man, you know, um, what did, what did Jesus say? You know, my people die for lack of knowledge, you know? So it's, so in certain ways you really have to keep yourself informed of what these serpents are doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the, they, what did, uh, what's the old uh, adage, you know, if you read the newspapers, you're misinformed, but if you don't read the newspapers, you're uninformed, you know? So, yeah. so. You have to realize, like, you know, and then now we come back to simulacra, man. It's like, what are we seeing in the digital landscape, you know, in regard to these black scrying boxes that are feeding us images, you know, and and to what extent are those things reality, you know? Mm It's it's like, you know, New York Patriot, he was talking about, we, we were going back and forth about the guy taking the bath in the in the subway you know in the city and then that same guy he said he saw him snatching a pocketbook from some woman and then i saw the guy going up you know and this is the middle of the winter and this guy has no shirt on you know and he's out in the so this is obviously something he's doing in a in a temporary kind of space but i think a lot of what we're seeing are are you know like this guy grabbing the sandwich out of this woman's hand and being like oh is we're seeing synthetic realities that are being created and that are being fed to us so that we think about reality in a certain way yeah moral relativism or whatever yes yes yeah you know yeah it have you heard have you studied the archaics on youtube or anything like that it was like jason brashear he talks about the simulacrum and the simulation and okay. and he's i'll send you some of his stuff he's a he's a chronologist he's very very interesting individual i i talk about him on the podcast often um and he talks about resets in the Phoenix event and how every 138 years there's a Phoenix event, which is either a global a, a, or a, a state or a country-wide reset. And he said the last reset happened in 1902, mm-hmm. and that's why you saw between 1902 and 1905 the Fortune 500 companies just, just catapult out of nowhere. And you know he had all the orphan trains and all this stuff. He's kind of like – there was something that happened clearly around that time, mm-hmm. mud floods, whatever, because the Tartarians are talking about it too. And he says the next Phoenix event will happen in 2040, and it will change the landscape of the entirety of the Earth. That's not to say that everybody's going to die or anything, mm. but there will be a massive die-off. And that um, uh, all world governments will lose power, and that's why they're doing what they're doing right now. And they know they're going to lose power. And this is how Nostradamus, he says his formula is how he discovered how uh, Nostradamus made his predictions. And I'm going to send you his information, but he's really mm. true. I'm not saying he's you know the only – the dude is uh, – it's, it's crazy because there's a few – pinnacle things in my and like you'll know this like william cooper was one of them and and uh you know a lot of there's a lot of people that yeah. you, 
you're just but, blown away by. He's one of those dudes that you're just like every like once a year you. And last year I discovered his shit, and that year I was like, this dude is. And it's not super dark, horrific information because the the end result is, it's positive. He's like he's like. We're in this experience. We've been in this experience before. There's no reason to be scared of this experience. The cycles, they continue to cycle, man. That's part of the natural function of the cosmos and the turning, you know? I mean, and I, I use the analogy, man. We're just the surfers riding on those waves, you know, of the cosmic turnings. I mean, it's, uh, you know, um, same as it ever was, man. And, and, you know, nothing new under the sun. Um, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's, you know, I, you can, it's, it's, uh, but it's, I don't know. I find it interesting also this phenomena of people constantly wanting the idea of some sort of a forward movement or some sort yeah. of a taking back movement um, instead of just like existing existing in a state of of conscious meditation right right you know it's uh yeah the it's you know like when the buddha touches the earth man you know it's uh it's a beautiful thing if you can allow yourself to uh to be that that observer and to just watch the machinations and the turning and and to be um be in the world but not part of the world Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and, and like uh, somebody said, uh, I forget who is, this world will be as evil when you leave as it was when you got here. Yeah. And then and my other, good. I asked my friend one time for some advice. I was going through some shit, and he looks at me and he goes, Jeremy, mm-hmm. worse things have happened to better people. This yeah. too shall pass. Right. All things shall pass. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, damn, Robbie Marks. It was good getting you on here. We're going to have to do it again. Are you doing a podcast now? Um, so what I've done is I've started um, the Meta Mindcast, which is M-E-T-T-A, Mindcast. And basically I'm taking interviews that I've done. Um, like New York Patriot, we cover like um, the the Nimrod, the first skinwalker. Um, okay. And then with like Lee on Subconscious Realms, you know, we've done like um, – Echoes of Civilization. We're covering some Sumerian, Babylonian stuff now. We actually did do uh, the Book of Invasions, which is like the Tutanana and the Furbog and like kind of the, the British Isles and the Celtic kind of Ireland, Scotland, British area. Um, going back into the tower. Like you know, the, the Tuatha de Danon and stuff yep, like that. Yep. Coming down from Transylvania. Um, so basically, I'm taking these interviews and condensing them into the Meta Mindcast. Um, and then, mixed in with that, I also have the record, some recordings, personal research recordings I've done that I'm putting in there periodically. So, so it's more you uh, going through all the podcasts you've done and then putting that as you, you know, so other people could hear your interviews and things like that. Yeah, it's kind of, and it's kind of a meta podcast, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's creating itself just through me kind of corresponding with different people like yourself in New York Mm -hmm. and and just whatever comes of that. Um, then I kind of just put that into the feed and it's, you know, slowly dealing itself into the universe, you know? Yeah. 
So, yeah. But then the whole time, man, I'm basically just really focusing on the art. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing a sour beer label right now. Um, oh, since uh, the legalization of psilocybin in a couple states, I'm doing some psilocybin packaging as far wow. as product product labeling and stuff um i got just tons of stuff and i'm doing i'm working on my book illustrations for my nimrod book and just uh it's it's busy man lots of stuff you know Good. it's nice like i said man it's nice to take a couple hour break um because i'm basically in the woods you know by myself um i see my wife at night and i kind of make her dinner and hang out with her and then mm -hmm. she disappears you know and um then in the summers um we basically you know she's a school teacher so in the summers we basically go and go out on the road you know nice. for the, the length of time um yeah i'm i'm really excited for this summer coming up you know me too man uh and uh i f i feel like you know this whole last 16 months has just been me just i've been in 28 different states and some of them yep. multiple times this last yep. 16 months it's literally i'm time traveling and, and shape-shifting and going into all these different places yep. and uh this year i feel like i i kind of i might want to set up if it's in the cards mm -hmm. um a home base in the south somewhere i really love the biodiversity and the and the weather there and yep. You know some of the things that are going on down there, uh, but I I don't feel like when I'm really honest with myself, as much negativity is being thrust upon us mm -hmm. that. Uh, and I got to ask your question on this one. What do you think about this? But uh, I don't think that it's that negative. And even if it is, do you remember in the Bible when Jesus was going to get crucified? Mm. And they're like, gee, where are you going? They're going to kill you. And he's like, Psh, yeah. I'm not worried. Yeah. And Second. I've always been like, dude, that is straight yeah. enlightenment. Your face, yeah. the Grim Reaper is on your doorstep. He's looking at you through the peak hole. Yeah. He's like, I know you're in there. And you're just like, hi. I got to open this door, man, because I'm yeah. eventually going to have to open it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And well, look, that's like our country. Yeah. Hey, we're eventually going to face some shit. We might as well face it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, fiat currencies generally don't last more than 200 years. And I think we're like 120 years in on the Federal Reserve, you know, so that that could keep that could keep going. But I think as far as the negativity, man, um, I think that covid um, forced a lot of people to uh, look at themselves, to balance internally. Um, and, and every time you have a great depression, you know, you have a rise of industry, of, of creativity, like much like the Harlem Renaissance or the Italian Renaissance. You know, these all came after, like, you know, dark times. I mean, so. Yes. Know, yeah. And Isaac Newton did some of his best work during the Black Plague when he was confined to his house, you know, at his house by himself. And over the course of these last couple of years, man, I wrote a book. And I've started doing these these podcasts, man. Just kind of, uh, I mean, people started asking me to come on, so I'm just like, sure, you know. And and then uh, so like things are are you know turn. I'm letting the wheels turn of themselves, and I'm just kind of like uh, happy to be kind of involved, and I'm having a lot of fun with it, and you know. Um, but I I see that the dark times um, have caused a lot of. Um, higher level of focus 
and and so people have been learning a lot about law and rights and politics yeah. in the last three years. Yeah. Like people are just like, oh, okay, this is how they're swindling us because we got so comfortable. Yep. Because yep. we had it so good, we got yep. lazy, and now people are like, oh shit, there's a fire under our asses. Yep. yep. Well, there's the old analogy of uh, you know with the fire, right? As long as you keep it in the fireplace, I think it was George Washington that said this, but as long as you keep the fire in the fireplace, you know, it's nice, it's warm, keeps the house warm, but as soon as the fire gets out of the fireplace, then you got to worry about your whole fucking house burning down. Yeah. So that's how we have to look at government. Government has to be kept in In its place in regard to them being servants of the people same thing with the media the media is complete i mean all these are and it's because of complacency and people what did what did they tell our uh, our older generations you know never talk about politics never talk about religion you know yeah that I, was like brainwashing that, we yeah. need to talk about that stuff I, I think that was part of the Rockefellers and the ecumenical movement at the same time when they interjected the idea of a good day's work for the factories that were rising, you know? So it's like, it's like they create the class and, and back to the idea of government, man, you know? Um, but, but we need to understand that we are the government. We are. We got comfortable. Government. We got comfortable with the fire. We threw our we threw our socks up on a stool in front of the yeah. fireplace, and our socks got lit on fire. While our shoes right? were too close, and they're on fire, and we didn't. Yeah, notice. they're on fire. Yeah, and now it's like oh, we got we got we got to do this quick, man, or the whole house is going to go up. And now we got to dance on the briars in order to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know. So now we have to come into that mind state where you know that's okay. Tell uh tell everybody where they could find you and and all um, your info and yep the meta mindcast m e t t a mindcast I'm on all the pod servers um you can find me on Instagram um if you Google R Marks M A R X artist um I'm pretty much everywhere um but yeah I'm out there man Robbie I love you I love having you on the show uh, I love what you're doing I love your art I love your your fucking mind and uh i'm sure my listeners are gonna love this show too and it was yes, great having you me. on and we'll do yeah, it again in the near future yeah i love yeah. the stuff you're doing as well man it's always Thank good you. to talk to a fellow artist and somebody who's like you know trying to uh to uh blossom in further expression of what the system recognizes did you ever listen to the mars volta Oh, I love Mars Volta, dude. So, the, you, so then you know the line, I need sanctuary in the pages of this book. Yeah. That that I got to get that tattooed on me someday. Yeah. That's just such the most incredible line. Yeah. I, I get chills when I bring it up. I need sanctuary in the pages of this book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, and there's so that's the other thing, man. We can't discount all music. Because there is so much good music out there. So much like good music. Big L. L. You know who yeah. Big L is? I'll listen to Big L and then throw on The Grateful Dead and then throw on yeah. Chopin or Chopin or Chopin or yeah. 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 Oh, it's uh man, yeah, yeah. It's uh so I mean as as negative as all this sounds and as much as we can see where co opting is happening around us, um, like you said, we have to realize we're all still human. 
you know, and there is mm-hmm. you know, what was uh you know after the seven days when God finished making the earth, you know, he looked at what he's made, what he'd made, and he said it was good, you know. So I I just and the simulacra thing, um, there's a whole argument that that kind of debases the idea that we are within a realm of beauty, you know. Um, well, they think because, oh, if it's a simulation, it doesn't matter. But if you I, ask a naval pilot who yeah. did, you know, 150 hours of simulation, ask him, did that matter? Did that help? They'd be like, fuck yeah, it did. Yeah. It taught me how to fly my plane and, yeah. you know, threw things at me that I was prepared for. So yeah. just just because it's it's a uh, – it's a uh, – what would, what would we call it? Uh, 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 shit, it's uh, – just because it's a recital, not a, yeah, not, it, just because it's a, it's, it's a drill. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, what, what do they call that? The event 201, was that a? Uh, a simulation. <laughs> a simulation, oh, but it was, it was, there's another word for it. Just because it's an exercise. Yeah, an exercise. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Right. It's preparing you for, like, that's, I think this, this dimension we're in right now, you know, with these multiple lifetimes is, it's a filtration system, mm. and God is distilling the finest spirits yep. for the real thing, for the for real the, operation. The movement up the ladder. Yeah, so we're yeah. getting distilled down to the finest spirits yep. for the real deal. This is all an exercise. Yep. It's, it's exercises within exercises. you got the dream state, yeah. the, the reality state, our consciousness, God's consciousness, the collective consciousness, hallucinogenic states of consciousness, r- virtual reality, video games. It's, yeah. It's just it's, uh, it's a, a dream multi- within a dream within a dream. Yeah. I, 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 what's it called? A uh, multiverse. There you go. We're in a multiverse. Yeah. yeah. And it's also simul- as as dispersed as it is. It's also a sort of a singularity, you know. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Like you said, we have individual consciousness, yep. and then we have a collective consciousness, and then we have God consciousness. Yep, yep, yep. Robbie, thank you so much, dude. Yeah. I think we did this the last podcast. We couldn't get off. Off, I know, right? <laughs> I got to get back to work, though. I got my brother. Man, I'm cranking. So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, let's uh, talk again soon, man. It's always good to talk.